This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Backpacking Podcast for the first time ever on the Backpacking Podcast YouTube channel with my good friend, as always, Jeremiah Stringer. How you doing, man? I'm doing absolutely fantastic for a second time tonight. For the second time. Oh my gosh. What you guys don't realize is we did, we started the countdown at two minutes till 8.30, so 8.28. Started it, ran the whole countdown, started the intro and realized that we never went live with the video. And so... This was actually take number two, but we're the only ones who knew that. And we probably shouldn't have even told anybody because we'd have gotten away with it. And no one would have known. So anyways, yeah, for, weren't for those meddling kids. Now we're going to ruin Tom Simpernowski's night right now. <laughs> poop. There, it got started. It happened. The They're over under. Poop. I beat the under. Big time. Big time. Oh, <laughs> you play, too late to place your bets now. Uh, it's over. It's all over. So uh, Jeremiah. What you got going on right now, man? Dude, I'm so excited. I have a trip coming up. Bridget, I'm actually going backpacking with her. And we're going to do, she said that we need to shoot a trip video with it and show all the luxurious things that we're taking because I think we're only going in like an hour's walk. Yeah. So you can literally take everything, bro. Everything. Just doing a couple miles, huh? A couple miles in. Call it done. Hang out. And just have a great weekend. That's awesome, man. Sounds like a good time to me. Yeah, what about you? What you got going? I'm going to do a little overnight probably Thursday. I don't know where I'm going yet. I'm either going to go somewhere in the Daniel Boone or in the uh, big South Fork. haven't figured out where yet. But oh, great areas. Going to hit one of the two. I don't know what I'm going to do. I know I'm going to – I got a new tarp. I have entered the world of Dyneema tarps. Oh, somebody's spending money. Yeah, it's it's the most expensive thing I think I bought for you backpacking, like single item anyways. So I bought a, I bought a Dyneema tarp. I'm going on a trip with about 12 other people next week. We're going uh, on a really cool trip up north. And, uh, of course, it's here it is right there. It was. Poop, poop, poop. It's all there. <laughs> right back to it. Um, so, uh, anyways, doing this long trip next week. We're doing five days. And if I'm going to hike for five days, I want a little bit lighter gear. And it was finally a good enough excuse to go change my tarp from being like a 17-ounce tarp to being a 7-ounce tarp. So, Oh, my gosh, bro. Over half a pound. Just yeah, like that. Man. Just snap of the fingers. Exactly. It's beautiful. Yeah, snap, of the, snap of the wallet. It's beautiful. as a big snap of the wallet. <laughs> the wallet is much thinner at this point because of it. So, But here's the thing, man. Tonight, we're actually going to have somebody on the show who understands ultralight. He oh, may dude. be one of the kings of it. Dude, sometimes I I like you put him and Miyagi on the trail together and then all of a sudden it's yip, 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 all about like materials, literally naming things I've never heard of. Yeah, and they're so ultra light they float. Like when you're when you're camping with them, it's not it's like they're not even touching the ground as they hike. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, Actually, glide. funny thing, funny thing, Miyagi, when he went and did the, what do they call it? The lower Michigan triple crown. It's this thing they created. Right. Uh -huh. And 
he was talking. I'll have to get him to put in here. So I saw him on here earlier, but he does this thing where he glide walks. Yes. But it has to be on a really good trail to pull it off. So he's practically running, but not really. But yeah, it's like you, he's floating. And it's you know because it he's ultralight. You know what it reminds me of? What's that? You ever seen the competitions of like the world's fastest walkers? Yes. You seen this? And you're not allowed to have both feet off the ground because at that point you're running? Yeah, in the Olympics. That's what it looks like. Like they got the hips shifting and they're all. It also looks like those ladies that are speed walking down my street at night. (laughs) The old women at the mall. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Yeah. (laughs) Let's talk to to our guest, man. Yeah, man. We got a great guest tonight. Uh, We know him as Hunter Musgrove, but most people know him as Hunter's Trip. Mr. Hunter, how are you, sir? You guys are cracking me up. This is fantastic. This is, this is just so much fun. Now, you have some of the coolest facial hair, man. Your, oh, mustache, you. your mustache is quite impressive. Oh, yeah. Like late 1800s. It's super curly. <laughs> you ever thought about doing one of those competitions where you like wax it up real good and get it to curl up and see if you can't win or something? Before I trimmed it, I was actually able to pull it above my eyebrows. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> But it's been a little bit. I had to trim it up a little bit. It was getting too wild. Now, uh, yeah, you Nagi ever... just commented on here. We got to see this real quick. He said, you what should see that? me get my hips going from left to right. <laughs> Trip gliding. <laughs> just... Easy. This is PG, bro. Trail gliding. Yeah, trail, trail gliding blind. with Miyagi. So, anyways, Hunter, sorry, sorry about cutting you off there, man. Go ahead. <laughs> that's okay. Hunter, you ever used mustache waxing or mustache before? I have actually. Someone gave me some when I visited their home, and it was outdoor beards, and I still have it. <laughs> yeah, I gave him some right. outdoor beard swag. Yeah, whenever he came over to the house, I forgot about that. Shout it was out fantastic. To I still have it right over there. Yeah. So, have you ever used it, and you like do your mustache up, and then you like drink a hot cup of coffee, and then it all just gets all sad and droopy? Well, that's every day. So every day I put um, some oil or something in it to hold it, and then I'll take a sip of coffee or a sip of water, and it just goes right into it. You take yeah. a bite of a sandwich, you just eat your mustache, you just you accept it. It's just part oh, of the game. <laughs> John, has this happened to you? I don't want to talk about it. Dude, <laughs> here's, the thing. Had... Let me, let me, here's the thing about my mustache, okay? Okay. I can try all I want to grow a good mustache. I will always look like a 1980s cop. Like there's no like getting like from Chicago. Like that's what I will always look like when I try and grow my mustache out. That's why I have to grow the rest of the facial hair. If yeah. I just grow the mustache, I look like somebody who you wouldn't want around your children. Like it, it just doesn't look good. Okay. So I intentionally grow facial hair along with the mustache because my mustache game is poor at best. Like anything that grows between my nose and the bottom of my chin is pathetic. So I just, I've lived with it and I'm like, okay with it. You know what I mean? It's just, John. I'm good with it. I don't need, I don't need the praise of other people. I can live with the fact that it just doesn't do what I want it to do. Hey, it John. looks good, John. It looks good. I, I appreciate that, Hunter. I'll oh, check this I... out. Uh, Light AF says, check out Hunter's hat. I don't even have one like that. Custom. It is custom. <laughs> it is custom. I, mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's almost as if the, the logo is made out of paper. It's been holding strong for about eight or nine months. You know, it's a seven panel hat. I was saying, hey, Chris, we should uh, we should make a logo. And I never got to send it to him because of uh, the lockdowns and everything. But, you know, it's working for now. You know, if I sit back here, you can't even tell. It looks like it's genuine, original. But yeah, like man, <laughs> honestly, if we time. hadn't had you full screen earlier and I didn't see it like up close, up close, mm-hmm. I, I would have just it's assumed it was a light AF hat. Yeah, there it is right yeah, there. You, you can, can tell now. <laughs> yeah, you can see those wrinkles now, man. 
You, yeah. for, and all for the people that are listening right now, uh, our, our friend Hunter has created a light AF hat that is made with a black ball cap, trucker hat, whatever you want to call it, and a light AF sticker on the front of it. And He's one uh, of a kind, man. Hunter's a one of a kind guy. It's all yeah, about okay. aesthetics, Jeremiah. Speaking about being one of a kind, let's talk about the interesting way in which you hike, and that's with sandals. Oh, yeah, yeah. Talk so, about that a little bit. What got you into that, man? Well, I've always been into barefoot hiking. I've used minimal shoes, Vivo barefoot. I use the five fingers. Um, I've even used a couple of, uh, like, earlier type. They're just, like, uh, some Japanese-branded ones off Amazon. And then... Finally, Chris from IDF reached out to me and said, hey, there's a sandal company I'm friends with, a guy named Adam. You should reach out to him. He makes some really awesome sandals, and you guys would hit it off. So I called him. We talked for about an hour, um, and he sent me out a pair of sandals, and I haven't looked back. And I don't know. It's just freeing. If you're used to hiking in heavier shoes, it's a lot lighter on your feet, kind of like the trail gliding we were talking about earlier. Um you feel more connected. Uh, so I like more of a foot contact on the ground as opposed to some support and cushion. And uh, it's just all about strengthening your legs, being like a tree trunk. You know, when you're hiking, you want to be stable on the ground, but you want to be able to maneuver up top. So when you're a tree, you know, you're very stable, but you can flow. Uh, it's just kind of how I think about it because I move faster than most people. But um, you yeah. are a fast hiker, man. I've, I've hiked <laughs> with you. I, I I know how fast you are. It's pretty impressive. Especially, I I should remember you wearing the sandals with socks. Yeah. I remember in the '90s people did that, and it was called a fashion faux pas. Now it's hiker chic. So yeah, I get a lot of comments on it, especially when my toes bust through because I've broken at least 17 or 18 pair of Benjinjis. So if you catch me on trail, I'll probably have one or two big toes sticking out while I'm hiking. But it happens. <laughs> nice. Hey, and yeah. you got some. You got a call out from Ink Blots. He said patches on hats aren't ultralight. Stickers Ooh. are lighter. So I like it. I like it. <laughs> there you go right there, man. Yeah. He's a great so, guy on Instagram. He's got a cool profile. You do the sandals, and I kind of made a mistake, I think. Anytime, anytime on YouTube I ask for advice on things, like on a video, and then depending on how many views the video gets, you'll get a lot of advice, a lot of different advice. Some of so, it's great. I made one. Yeah, some of it's absolutely great. And some of it is like, I wouldn't trust it as far as I could spit. So I'm just curious. Look at Miyagi on the trail. Hunter is a sandal beast. He's super fast like a gazelle. You are, bro. Gazelle. gazelle I like that. He moves so, like a gazelle. <laughs> He's graceful. He glides. He glides without gliding. Mm. So this is great this, for my ego. <laughs> on this video, I asked for like, I was like, I'm still searching for the perfect insert for my shoe. And so I got everything from custom orthotics will like fix your plantar fasciitis problem all the way down to, you know, you should just hike with nothing on your feet. And then anywhere in between like sandals were on there, the, the five toe shoes and anything you can think of. So this person the other day commented on there and they're like, you should do like barefoot shoes, like as minimal as it good gets and it strengthens the foot. Do you think that that really would help plantar fasciitis? Or you think that we are just like, we live in a time where the human foot is kind of conformed to like, it wants that support now. Hmm. 
Well, it all depends. Everyone has a different fingerprint. So I believe everyone has a different foot structure. I've trained my feet to be super strong and healthy and sturdy. I've always skateboarded and uh, did wakeboarding and snowboarding and always ran to track. So I think it's all in how you take care of your feet. Uh, I wouldn't take someone fresh that is used to wearing Nikes every day or basketball shoes and then throw them right into barefoot sandals because you would probably uh, have a bad reaction to a zero drop or just the the pokiness of it. So a lot of rocks, a lot of sharp sticks. When you step on it, you feel everything. So you learn to be super conscious where you put your feet. It's almost being like uh, you have to be super focused the way you hike. But I think whenever you get to camp and you have the camp shoes uh, and you start using those more or less around camp and then maybe wake up and hike three or four miles with them you know, just on a couple of your hikes and you build up foot strength over time, I think it is healthier and it is better. And I was talking to Adam, the owner of uh, Deliberate Life Designs. I think he thinks the same way about it is having more foot strength would lead to less injury. But most modern shoes are kind of developed to make your feet go inward and a little bit more stiff. So it's just how you take care of your feet. And I apologize. There's an ambulance outside my house right now. I don't know what's going on, but if you see flashing lights, everything's fine. <laughs> oh, I thought maybe you're getting fancy with us and you had lighting. <laughs> no, or something. no yeah. there is there is something going on outside. <laughs> no, I, did, I didn't even notice. I had no idea. Yeah, I think that you're right, man. I think that it's just like if you were to go from wearing normal, average tennis shoes or whatever to work, and then you were to hop on trail and anything zero drop, like you had to work your way in. So if you wanted to trans transition to sandals, like that would be a really good transition is like hiking part of the day in them or something like that yeah. or doing day hikes and then training your feet. I think that we talked about this on the podcast before, but uh, I mean, Hunter, you weren't obviously a guest on this episode. It's a long time ago. I think we talked about, have you seen the, some of the people that are in rainforest that never wear shoes and their feet like completely flatten out and they can like, it almost looks like, um, like primates toes, how they can almost grab stuff. Have you seen that? Oh, a hundred percent. Um, there's a lot of documentaries. I think it's called Harachas. Uh, there's one on a couple of these streaming platforms where it talks about the development of their feet and how they grow wider, like a hand. And uh, there's a company called Split Toe that makes these inserts you can put in between your toes at the base, and it'll allow you to widen your toes to have more grip and more comfort. And I've noticed over time, just by wearing sandals and being more barefoot around the house, that my feet are splaying out more, and I can grab stuff with it and hold on, and I can stand on my tiptoes more. So it's you learn to be super elegant with your toes, and you can do a lot more with them. But yeah, I think there is a lot of validity to those documentaries talking about growing up without wearing shoes and stuff, but then you got to watch out where you live, you know, ringworms and parasites and also Hunter, I don't know if you've ever watched this podcast before because you just talked about becoming <laughs> elegant. There is nothing about <laughs> Jeremiah or I that could ever become elegant. Even if we were sandals for like 27 years, like we're still going to be Neanderthals at heart and it's just not going to, I don't think I don't think it's possible, man. I, I love the thought though. That's awful nice of you to feel like we could eventually become elegant. That that was you nice can. of you. you I appreciate that. You can do it. Bro, <laughs> do you see you see the question from Love to Wonder and even put the question in all caps before the question? Yes. Hunter, awesome. do you poop in the woods? Ah, uh, yes. Yes, I do. Uh I'm a big fan of the bidet i think everyone should use it there's nothing wrong with it never had an issue with it even when it's cold outside it's very refreshing you know 
Somebody's going to do a good video about it. I think uh, when you guys had Benny on, he was talking about doing a soft serve type of cameo. That would be hilarious. Oh. I think <laughs> I think everybody should try the bidet once or twice. Um, if you're going to take um, toilet paper out there, at least use bamboo toilet paper so it breaks down really fast. But I think you both have tried the bidet by now. At least Jeremiah Noah has. But Jeremiah, has I, a food I've family, never had so. I've never had one, so I, I've never uh, tried one. Somebody so. send him one. I have used a bidet before, like. <laughs> I had a friend that had one. And so of course anybody that went to his house, she had to try it. <laughs> and I, I won't lie. It, 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 I think refreshing is a good word for it. Um, Jeremiah used to have an elegant beard. Used to. <laughs> oh, come on, Greg. That's cold, bro. <laughs> for those who are listening, Greg Morton, he loves busting on us. And uh, <laughs> yeah. he just, he just made fun of Jeremiah's beard right there for everybody to hear. Uh, yeah. So here's a question for you from uh, all things outdoors. Uh, but would you use a poop hammock? I'm skeptical. That's all Jeremiah. I saw it. I thought about it. You know, it would take more time to set up than it would to use the bathroom but if you have time to spend i guess you could do it i don't have that much time i'm ready to keep going but you know it just depends um if it was worst case scenario yes like if i if i injured my leg or something then oh yeah totally it would be that would be the perfect luxury item or if you're a really slow <laughs> hiker and you really enjoy pooping in the backwoods then yeah totally get one yeah so I'm, you have I'm, i'll be honest i'm thinking like if it's part of your routine and it's it's part of the plan and you get up early and you do your stuff and you know you're gonna go do that and you take it with you and the plan is to maybe watch the sunrise you know mm, watch the sunrise I take, do your movement it's all great i think it all goes together well <laughs> well first i don't think hunter would carry the extra weight at that, all mm. it's no not a chance i don't care if it was an extra three ounces he'd be like no no man i'm good but i told bridget we will we can set up the uh poop hammock and I'll just set it up and let Bridget use it this weekend just for peeing. And that takes care of the whole no, no offense ladies, you know, but some ladies are like, I I don't really want to be in the woods because I don't like having to do my business out there. So mm. and I I mean, I'm kind of the same way with the the pooping and all that. I'll wait if I can. You know, I'm not scared to do it, but I told Bridget we could just set that up and then she can use it, you know, just for peeing while we're out there and just have it away, you know, away from camp, away from the water source. You may not be elegant, Jeremiah, but you are a, a gentleman. Yeah, I, I will give that to you. Yeah. Uh, Greg Morton said he just did a bidet video. Ooh. So everybody go look that up. Greg Morton Outdoors. Go check that out. Go learn how to use a bidet. I'm hoping that it's PG. <laughs> mm, interesting. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see what kind of bidet video he comes up with. Um, I need some blur action in that video. <laughs> okay, yeah. so here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. We have a little thing we like to do that we call rapid fire. Basically, I want to find out the difference between an ultralight backpacker like yourself, Hunter, and Jeremiah. I just want to okay. find out the difference between the two of you because I have a feeling it's going to be quite drastic. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I feel like it could be quite drastic. So let's get to some questions. Okay. The way this works is Hunter, you're going to answer all the questions first. Okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to type in your answers so that I, I have an answer for each one of yours. And we're going to answer these all in ounces. Okay. We're not going to use grams because I don't count grams. I count ounces because grams just way too much to remember. So it's going to be based on ounces. 
So I'm going to go through what you carry. Jeremiah, we're going to come back to you at the end. You got to take your headphones off, though, so you don't hear all of Hunter's answers. So you try to be overly competitive and lie. So <laughs> go ahead and take right. your, your headphones off, Jeremiah. And Hunter, let's go through your gear and let's see what we got. How much does your sleeping bag or quilt weigh? So my top quilt weighs 18 ounces. 18 ounces. Okay. And what does your bottom quilt weigh? Your 12, other ounces. Quilt? 12 ounces. Okay. What about your hammock? Eight ounces. It depends. Cause I just changed out one piece. So we'll go with eight ounces. Eight ounces. What about your tarp? 11 ounces. 11 ounces. What about your backpack? 14 ounces. Wow. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's impressive. Uh, your base weight would then be what? Uh, 30 plus. Well, what, what do you, what do you think your normal base? weight? Uh, is? I mean, my normal base weight, uh, yeah. probably five, higher end of five to six pounds, five to six pounds. Oh, <laughs> Jeremiah is so screwed. Okay. So, uh, that's perfect. So now that we know that, we're going to go ahead and bring Jeremiah back in. Come on in, Jeremiah. This ought to be fun because I don't think he's going to be anywhere close to this stuff. Yo, I'm going to win, bro. All right. So I'm just going to let you know, Jeremiah. I just want you to like get within 10 pounds. Within 10 pounds, bro. I should be That's, 10 pounds lighter than whatever he's taking. I'm just saying, I, I hope you can make it. I hope you can make it. So, Jeremiah, what is the weight of your sleeping bag? Let's just say, what's the weight of your top quilt and your under quilt? Because you both hammock camp. Top quilt is what? Um, well, I'm not using a top quilt. I've been using a sleeping bag because I haven't bought one yet. Okay, and so what is your sleeping bag weigh? I think it's 3 pounds, 14 ounces, maybe. Maybe it's two pounds, 14. I don't, it's so a Nemo 50 disco. ounces, 50 ounces. I don't, somebody had to Google how much the Nemo weighs. 36, 36 plus 14 is 50 ounces. So 50 ounces. Okay. okay. What is your under quilt weigh? Uh, it's a zero degree 950 fill from UGQ. So whatever that weighs, I don't know. It's got to be at least a couple pounds. So two pounds. So we'll go 32 ounces for that. Okay. What is your hammock weigh? Oh, Miyagi, help me out, bro. The product I've been using Hunter's Monolite hammock the last couple of trips. How much does that weigh? Well, that's cheating because that's not yours. I bet that weighs nine ounces. Nine ounces. Nine ounces. My hammock weighs nine ounces. Oh, we'll go with it. I'll get. We'll go with it. We'll go with it. It doesn't look like Hunter's fighting you on it. So, okay, what is your tarp weigh? Uh, I have been using the Ridge Runner by Warbonnet, the eleven foot version. So however much that weighs. Was that like 14, 12, ounce. 12 ounces? 12 ounces. 12 ounces. That's why we have Hunter here. This is why Hunter's here. Okay, Jeremiah, what does your backpack weigh? Uh, the last few trips, I've been using that shadow lot. What is that, a couple pounds? I think it's 31 ounces. 31 ounces. So there you go. Ounces. Okay, if and I take the Jeremiah, Osprey. what would you say your average base weight is? Uh, I don't know about that backpack. If... If I take the Osprey, anything under like 23 pounds is a good day. Okay, so the Osprey weighs four pounds. Yeah. Your other one weighs two, so we're going to take it down to 20 ounce. How about 20 pounds? Does that sound good? 20 pound base weight? No, yeah. 17. 17 pound. Yeah, before okay. food and water and consumables. Okay, 
let's go through this because this isn't even close, bro. <laughs> I mean, not even close. Hey, man, the last okay, so, trip I took with Hunter, his food, I bet he had seven pounds of food, though. Yo, he said base weight. He didn't say total weight. I, I didn't know. say base weight. I did say base weight. And it's consumable, so after the first night, you lose. If he's got that much food, that means he's losing a lot of weight after the first night. Yeah. So, just saying. Too okay, sad. so, sleeping bag quilt. Jeremiah, you said yours weighed 50 ounces and 32 ounces. Hunter's top quilt is 18 ounces, and his under quilt is 12 ounces. Yeah, he uses a three-quarter under quilt, bro. That doesn't even make sense. You gotta sleep warm. He's he, Apparently, it's working for the man. So, okay, so... The hammock, Jeremiah, you went with nine ounces. Even at nine ounces, you didn't beat Hunter at eight ounces. <laughs> and it's his, it's his hammock. That's the funny part about it. Okay, and then and then Jeremiah, for your tarp, you said your tarp weighs 12 ounces. Hunter's weighs eleven. I just uh, want to say my new tarp weighs seven. Just want to throw that out there because that's the only that's the only place I'm gonna win on here at this. So wait just want to throw that out there. Wait, what's Hunter's tarp? Uh it's the 12 foot light AF, but I included with my hardware. So I added that on. Oh, I didn't even include nice. any hardware. Oh, you're going to like my new hardware. That's not really hardware. It's software. <laughs> Hunter. Shackles. Soft shackles. Oh, yeah. Got soft shackles. It's real nice. <laughs> okay, so uh, the backpack itself. Jeremiah, you said you're ro- you're rocking a 31-ounce backpack. Hunter is rocking a 14-ounce backpack. Now, am I right in saying that's also light AF? Uh, yes, there's two different versions. I use, a uh, my main backpack is a 20 liter. And then when it gets cold, I use a 35, uh, 30 liter. Sorry. <laughs> Jeremiah, I don't think your food would fit in a 30 liter. Dude, I couldn't close that shadow light up on the last trip and it was an overnight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And the base weight, Jeremiah, you said a base weight of 17 pounds, which is actually considered for a lot of people lightweight. I mean, it's not called ultra light by any stretch, but it is called lightweight by a lot of people. But Hunter is five to six pounds. What about the camera weight. equipment? So that's that's the thing to keep and consider because uh, when I was just doing my cell phone, I was right around that. So if you consider all the stuff I just got that I upgraded to, let's say up another pound and a half. Let's go seven and a half base weight. So. For the camera and the whole rig? Microphone, yeah, the, cam- the, the camera's really not that heavy. I got the lightest microphone I could get. It's like, uh, well, it's like four or five ounces. So I'll have to reweigh it, but I'm still claiming it's still right around seven to eight pounds. I'll that's weigh impressive. everything because I, I have a trip coming up tomorrow. So I'll weigh that's, everything for you. That's pretty awesome. So uh, Jeremiah's pack weighs as much as Hunter's base. Uh, <laughs> it says Jeremiah's dinner weighs more than Hunter's base. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing. I'm all about not every trip's like that. Gonix. Oh, actually, you know what? Can I show you something? Yeah, show us all something, right. man. Hold on, it's right behind me. Hold on, I'll grab it. Okay, grab it. Let's see, man. While he's grabbing, now that he's it. gone. You can talk all you want because he can't yeah, hear so a word we're saying. While he was, while we went to uh, the Limbaugh Gorge together, we weighed our packs. His pack weighed like thirty something pounds for a three day hike, and mine was sixteen on the nose. Wow. <laughs> What is this he's rocking here? Is this, is this the Gonex pack? Look at that is that zipper. the Gonex pack? Oh, no. Uh, where, hold, on, hold on. I'm looking for a logo. I can't see. I can't. You got Jeremiah. Okay, so for the people listening right now, we're waiting for a logo. The logo is Gonex. Oh. Is that brand new, Jeremiah? Mm. <laughs> Do you get a no. new one? No, this is the infamous one. Oh. 
That's the signature one. That's the one that got Jeremiah all the fame and notoriety. Mm-hmm. It's a 55 liter plus 10 liters, but I think I took off the 10 liters. Nope, it's still on there. Nice, man. So how did it perform for you? Well, I only used it whenever uh, it was actually the Shields Brothers video. That's oh, yeah, that's when time. you and Jason went up there and hiked with them in the freezing rain. I, it's actually going to make a cameo or maybe a, a real legitimate appearance in next week's video or this week's video. I can't remember which one. Ooh. On my ch- yeah, on my channel. I'm just glad you're making videos again. <laughs> uh, bro, I took a couple of months and didn't do a thing. And yet you still grew. Well, I'm refreshed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was refreshing. I like as Jeff Peters just said, go next equals no next. <laughs> yeah. No next. So yeah, Hunter, that's... Hunter, like what? Nobody just decides to go ultralight. Like something causes them to do it. What yeah. was it with you that suddenly you had to go ultralight? Um, well, I'll be honest. There's a lovely place on the internet called Reddit Ultralight. And oh, if you get no. sucked into that, it's a competition of a bunch of old guys and young guys like myself battling it out. And then over time, you realize it's it's more of just a competition than it really needs to be. But it's fun because I, I'm in the boat that if the less you take, the farther you can go. And I like to go distance-wise, where a lot of people like to do scenery. Now, sometimes it, it doesn't really matter, but... I trained at the Art Loeb Trail, and that's like a 30-something mile trail, depending on if you do the loop or the end the end. And I try to do that in a day or overnight just to train there, just to get used to hiking in the North Carolina mountains. So I try to take as minimal as possible. But even when I do that hike, I'll take all my stuff, so I'm used to having all the weight on myself. And I can't imagine trying to do that many miles with over 20 to 25 pounds. That just sounds ridiculous. Now, I'm a weight weenie, but if I had to, I could. I just, I enjoy it as taking as, as little as possible. So when you don't lose anything and you just enjoy your time out there. Yeah, that's a good, I mean, I don't have, I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that. I know when I started, I think I, I kind of fell into the trap of YouTube backpacking. I, I really did. Cause I would mm-hmm. watch Darwin and I would watch uh, Dixie and I would watch, mm-hmm. uh, I think the one I, I like the most, um, was uh, oh, what's his name? He did the Shell Toy Trace and the Bent Mackay, then he did the AT. Uh, jerk? Evan, Evan, Evan's backpacking. Evan's backpacking. Oh man, yeah, he got me hooked on tarps. Yeah, 100. percent Yeah, I, I, I started watching all those guys, and all I could think was, I, I'm not a real backpacker if I have <laughs> heavy gear. And so I started buying stuff, and before too long, I didn't have a bank account left. Like I didn't realize, like this stuff is not cheap. And so for me, I kind of had to like draw the line and go, you know what? Maybe lightweight's okay for right now. And so now I'm kind of like, like with the tarp, I just cut over a half pound off my base weight just by changing my tarp out. And, uh, so, I mean, there's some things I can do here or there. And also I took, I think I took like five ounces off my hardware nice. by changing out my hardware. Yeah. Like for my, for my writ, not my ridge line, but for my uh, suspension. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy. Just the things you can do that are tweaks that uh, can cause you to be able to do this stuff. Look yeah. at what Tom said. Less stuff, less stress. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's true. We go on vacation and 
Like if, if I only take a certain number of outfits, I don't have to worry about picking out clothes and there's no stress involved. Yeah. I'm cheap, dude. I go to Kohl's here in town and I just buy <laughs> single colored t-shirts. I got like 85 different colored shirts. That's it. Like I don't, I don't wear like logo t-shirts. I don't wear like button up shirts. I don't, I just wear plain colored shirts all the time because it's just easy. Yeah, that's true. I had this mm-hmm. teacher and he had the same, he had like eight outfits that were exactly the same, literally wore the same shirt and color pants every single day. No way. No yeah, way. You know who really, no way. so this is Hunter's opinion. So sometimes I like, uh, ask him about stuff. We'll, we'll go on trips and he's like, well, the gear matters, but you know what else matters? Looking good while you're doing it. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Tell us, tell us about it, Hunter. What's your opinion on that? I mean, it, uh, to me, it goes back to like quality over quantity. So, like, if I can get the rarest, like, handmade, like, one of a kind fabric choice, I think in my head it's going to make me mentally feel like I'm doing something better because the gear in my head's better, and then it's just like a psychological effect. But also, I guess with Instagram and YouTube and everything instead of wearing like Walmart hiking clothes, I like to, I like to have the techiest stuff as possible and it can come at a price, but as long as you know how to like trade stuff and buy and sell, you get around all that. But look, for instance, this hoodie, like no one's really making a hoodie like this. And I had to get a guy on Instagram to make it Uh Lobo point gears. This is a fantastic. Oh hoodie, yeah. They make yeah, great like, stuff. Yeah. Not many people have a, it's like Melanzana mixed with alpha. And it feels comfortable. Even it's like super hot in North Carolina. It's still probably like mid 60s. Are you talking about Appalachian Gear? Did you kind of like slightly bring up Appalachian Gear just now? Like, uh, yeah, they're fantastic as well. I still wear They'd be fantastic if I could buy something from there. Dude, I can't ever get on there fast enough. We talked about this last <laughs> week. I'm starting to get bitter towards this company because I can't mm-hmm. ever get the sweatshirt. I yeah. want that hoodie so bad. I I'm. I'm almost in tears over it. Like I have tried four times. They're like I'll get the the thing on Instagram says we're back in stock. I'll go, go mm-hmm. on out of stock. There's a secret Every to time. it. What you have to do is you have to uh, like leave one browser open with all your favorite gear. So if, like you're into Palante packs and you know they're going to do release or fleece, or if you're into like noon attack gear or Lightning Equipment's new hoodie, uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff you just leave open in tabs, and then if you get a notification or if you open up Instagram. The link's already there. You just add it to the cart and then figure it out later. At least that's what I do. So I don't I don't like to miss releases either because I I've been trying to get all their stuff. Oh, I just yeah. think they know I'm coming and they're like, nope, <laughs> nope, he's not getting one. I was that's what gonna, it is. I'm sorry to get my feelings hurt, Hunter, is what it comes down to. <laughs> I'm sorry to get my feelings hurt. Hunter, you mentioned being able to like um, buy and sell and trade and all that. So I literally, I don't think I have really bought sold traded like that kind of like finagling around to make sure I'm getting exactly what I want. Can you give some advice on what you think best practices are on that and like what kind of avenues you can go through to get those products? Oh yeah. I mean, think of it as a community as a whole. Like we communicate right now through podcasts. Like I personally think that hiking for the most part lives on Instagram and YouTube and a couple other places like Patreon and stuff. But I just tried to, to jump through all the communities on Instagram, meet everybody, talk to everybody, just shoot them a DM, say, hey, how's it going? I'm Hunter. It's, I want to get involved with you. Like, you're an awesome creator. And then you go on YouTube and Reddit. And Reddit has a marketplace that you can utilize with um, 
uh, you can utilize with PayPal and then Facebook Marketplace. Like I personally don't have a Facebook, but I know that Facebook Marketplace is fantastic for tons this, of stuff. This right here on the screen, mm -hmm. backpacking gear flea market. Oh yeah, I heard I've I heard about that all the time. So much gear off of this mm -hmm. this website. And yeah. if you're not if you're not on it, look it up, join up. They just passed a hundred thousand members to the group. And uh, I mean, if you need something, you can put that you're in search of it. And if anybody has it, you'll eventually get it and you'll be able to buy it. But I thought for me anyways, when I first got going with things, uh, as far as doing bigger trails, like bigger trips where I needed to lighten my gear and all that kind of stuff, I really got my hands on a lot of stuff right here. Oh, I just got called out by Jeff Peters. <sighs> for what? You are not hiker hipster enough for App Gear Ooh. Company, just like the rest of us. <laughs> no, dude, I'm not buying it. See, I don't buy that because Dan Becker has one. So Ooh. Dan is about as non-hipster as you are going to find on the face of the planet, and he has one, and he wears it all the time. And so, no, Jeff, Dan's you're wrong. Dad. Dan's total dad mode. Yeah. That, total yeah, dad. Yeah. yeah, he wears dad jeans. Like, seriously, like, Dan Becker is not hipster. So if he can have it, dang it. <laughs> Give me just, one of these, man. <laughs> he did just come back though. I think he just posted his first video in a while. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did just uh a couple days ago or something. So yeah, he took a good break too. See, he knows what's up. Yeah, but he's not us. No. Yeah. He's no, on another true. level. He's on another level. Yeah. yeah. That's true. That, that's just how it is. But uh okay, so back to what you were talking about. Like <clears throat> getting on these like Flea markets and all this stuff on on Facebook, even on Reddit, there's uh, gear trade groups and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, there's so many ways that you oh, can yeah. get used gear, and honestly, a lot of gear, a lot of times if it's used, it was used like once and they just didn't like it, mm -hmm. and so it's got no use to it really, other than it might have a touch of sweat on it, and that's about it. Yeah, and, 100%. Uh, yeah, so even I mean, at um uh Patagonia, uh, geez, I'm gonna say here. Even at um REI, now they do the garage sale every day. My yeah. girlfriend and I went to the one in Asheville, and she got a brand new Patagonia jacket that was two hundred and fifty dollars, and we got it for like seventy dollars. And its return tab said didn't like the fit. So you just have to shop around and figure out what's on sale, and just if you see it on sale, buy it. Cause even if you're not a fan of it, you could probably sell it later, trade to someone who's getting into backpacking at a discount so they can get into it. So yeah. I give a lot of my stuff away. Like I actually do, but I also like to let my friends borrow my stuff. Like here am I, you know, Sorry, I, man. the more you That's... try, the more you'll learn, the more you'll want to like have a creation of yourself, you know? Oh, yeah. That too. Yep. Right here. Jeff, but Jeff mm -hmm. Peter says he got his light heart gear duo tent from Facebook flea market site. So yeah, yeah, they they really do help a ton. <laughs> I was just told shave the beard and save two pounds. Love to wonder those. So Hunter, I didn't mean to. Some background: myself, Hunter, and our mutual friend Jonathan, who actually he's got a super cool nonprofit. Shout out to him. Mm -hmm. It's oh, called yeah. Blazing Hope, and uh, he is it Trailblazing Hope. Yes. Yeah, Trailblazing Hope, and he's up in Ohio. So if you're around that region, definitely check him out and see if you can help out with that. But anyway, um, we went on this trip, and Jonathan, we had went on a trip previously together, me, Hunter, Jonathan, a bunch of other people, and he got a little, um, little bit cold. So I let him borrow a sleeping bag to use as a liner, like my summer sleeping bag. 
And then Hunter, he had he like brings all of his gear in his trunk sometimes. Yes, mini <laughs> REI always. If you want to try something, I've got at least ten pieces of Dyneema at all times. So borrow. I I asked to try out a hammock that he had, but I don't remember why. But I was like, no, this isn't going to work. Oh, I think it was too narrow, wasn't it? It was too narrow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it ended up being like a. It, I told Jeremiah it was an eleven foot hammock to make him happy, but it's more like a nine foot hammock that's like side cut, <laughs> and it didn't work at all. I had to sleep in it, but <laughs> so he let These me seven try. foot hikers, dude. Seriously, <laughs> what is the he, deal? He let me try a different one, and it's it's made a monolite, and you can literally see through it man mm -hmm. like you're laying in it you can look out under your tarp through the hammock not the bug net you can see through a bug net too of course but super super cool and then i forgot to give it back to him we all drove separate all three of us and i forgot to give it back to him and then jonathan forgot to give me back my sleeping bag i actually went to use it the other day and i was like where is that and then i was like oh yeah Jonathan still got it, and I still have Hunter's um, his uh, hammock. So don't be a terrible friend like me and borrow it and forget to give it back. But it does give you an excuse to meet back up, am I right? Exactly, exactly. And I'm going to come back, and we're going to finish the Shell Toey Trace at some point because you hit the halfway mark, and I'm excited for you, man. I'm excited yes. for you too, but that was like the one trail I had that you didn't have yet. So I, I got, But I am getting a new one in the fall, so that one will be mine. So. When I, I, I'm getting the Laurel Highlands Trail, so I'll at least Ooh, have, yes. have that one. That'll be mine. <laughs> it's a so. competition. Oh, it's not <laughs> it's a competition. A competition. Just, just Jeremiah's done all this stuff, and it's like, I got to have, have something that belongs to me. And he just like he keeps going, hey, John did that, and I'll take that from him. And I'll take that from him. <laughs> and I'll take that from him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it would be fun, man. Hunter, he so he was on this trip, the one that I just told you about where we are switching out gear. And we hit the halfway point on the shell towing. It's the second time that Hunter has backpacked with me on the shell towing. And the first time, Hunter, tell him about you repacking my backpack. Oh, man. Uh, Jeremiah can sell you anything with his YouTube. He is a fantastic broadcaster. But whenever we were packing up our packs the night before at his house, he just started shoving everything in. And I was like, what are you doing, it's, man? It's He's like, I'm just packing up my backpack. And I was like, okay, well, let's, <laughs> wait, 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 let's wait, look at this. wait, can you, can you say that one phrase again? I'm just packing up my backpack. I'm just packing up my backpack. Something in the Kentucky <laughs> voice. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But, um, he, he had it in there and I helped Jonathan also. It's about like building, like uh, it's like a Jenga pile. You want the heaviest thing in the bottom and a little bit above the middle. And you want it to kind of have be like an anatomical shape to your back. So, if not perfectly straight then curved so what we did was we took his sleeping pad and we put it in the back of it and then sleeping pad and then clothes and then electronics and then food and jackets on top and that just seems to hold perfect and everybody's got their own way of packing it through but there's a it, to me the smaller you can get the pack it, the more it's going to be held against your back and a lot of people believe well you just like fill the whole thing up and it'll ride back better but it all depends on how big your torso size pack jeremiah has a long torso too but i think you use like a 19 uh torso or 20 which i use a 22 link torso in some of my packs so it, it just depends. i have 
I'm built like a hobbit. So like I have really <laughs> short arms and legs, but I have a, like a super long torso. I use a 21 uh, yeah. on my torso. It's and, a medium uh, large. Yeah. Yeah. So like for a guy who's five foot eight, that's pretty long, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, like I got a, I got a tarp from somebody or not a tarp, a backpack from somebody and it was a medium. And so like the belt loop comes over my belly button, like in the front. <laughs> that's funny <laughs> like, i think i think if fanny pack sits below it like it's really bad mm-hmm. so yeah it, it's funny like it, you've really gotta know the way your body's shaped uh, exactly. to understand how your backpack's gonna work best yeah Couldn't he's say totally, it any better yeah he's totally oh, sorry, right oh you're good hunter's totally right about the the jenga analogy because dude he was building he was building that in there so normally i'm using a frame backpack and this one that I brought, it was a frameless. Um, one of my buddies that lives in Michigan had made it. And Hunter, as soon as he saw it, he's like, bro, do you know what this is? And I don't even remember what it's called. It's some white, stretchy material. And he's like, you can't get this. Anymore. He knew, what is it, Hunter? Do you know now? It's, it's Dyneema Melange. It's a limited edition Dyneema that only two or three backpacking companies I've seen use it. And... It's amazing. It looks weird, but it's lighter than grid stop and stronger than grid stop. And you have a backpack made out of it and you didn't know. And I got super jealous for a minute because it's, it, it looks like a, do you have it near you? It's like a gray woven type of backpack. It's beautiful. Yeah. I think it's right back here. And I think I misspoke. It's, it's only the mesh outer part that's stretchy, not the, uh, not what the backpack's made of. That's only like the outside pockets. If I remember right. Yeah, you have Dyneema mesh is what I believe it is on the is the mesh. That's also like a one of the most expensive materials that you can purchase, like like twenty six dollars for a half yard, which is outrageous. Wow, so, Hunter, do you do you make your own gear or do you just happen to know what everything is? I know what everything is, and then I reach out to small Myo G guys or like Chris at Light AF or like um, uh. A couple other people on Instagram, and I say, I want to get this idea going. Can we use this material on this? And are you comfortable with making it? And a lot of people go, Well, yeah, that's that's fine. We'll try it out. Like Trailheads Hammocks, whenever they were making their hammock, the same time Miyagi was making his hammock, and we all kind of came to the idea at the same time. Monolite's going to be the newest thing, and uh, it's just about networking again through the community, whether it's through Instagram or any other type of online platform. You just reach out to people that have the powers to make it with their sewing machine. You pay them some money on the side and say, hey, look, I'm just I'm trying to get my vision built, but I want to get into sewing. But my passion lately has been camera work. So I followed what you guys started doing. Yeah. So so I I know when I went, we did Grayson Highlands together. You, me, Mm -hmm. uh, Miyagi, my buddy Josh and Trips. We all went out there and did that. Um, Listening to you and Miyagi talk made me feel like I had no idea what backpacking was or like, I'm just thinking to myself, I thought I understood what gear was made out of <laughs> within five minutes. I was over talking to my friend, Josh about like, what do you got for dinner, man? He's like, I didn't know what else to do. Like, I'm like, I, I couldn't keep up. Like you guys were, yeah. I mean, and for those who don't know Miyagi, we talk about Miyagi a lot. Like, He's he's probably one of the most often used names on this uh, on this live stream. But the thing about Miyagi is he's got his own gear brand. Uh, by the way, it, for those who know who don't realize, we have the fake news going on right now, and 
uh, Jeremiah Stringer What's Going On Hawker shirts are about to go on sale. So <laughs> make sure you go pick one of those up. Um, but you've got you've got uh, Miyagi's uh, Trailcraft designs, and uh, he's doing some really cool stuff. And I'm I keep telling him I was like, when are you going to go public with this stuff? He just keeps pulling back and pulling back. I'm just waiting for Miyagi to cut it loose on the world and change the, change the backpacking game as we know it. Yeah, you know, I agree. I think if I lived near him, I could convince him to do it because he's like, I think personally, as soon as he retires, the hiking industry is going to change because him and I communicate constantly about like the new Cloud 71 material. And I just sent him some teaser pictures of some other materials I saw today that I'll talk about later. But it's uh, he has a drive to create the same as I have. A, I have the drive to create myself. He just has the sewing machine. And we just end up having the same ideas at the same time. And we end up doing a lot of miles so we can test it quick to know if it's going to be viable. But we are talking about some new stuff. Um, I think we were going to try to make the world's first printed monolite hammock. And I think we're still going to try it if he ever wants to eventually follow up on that. But there's a lot of cool ideas him and I talk about. And um, I would love for him to go public with Trailcraft because that, that hammock that him and I kind of smashed heads together on it's my favorite hammock of all time and it's probably the coolest looking hammock i've ever seen oh it's beautiful mm -hmm. uh, it's a beautiful hammock mm -hmm. it definitely is uh all things outdoors jeremy's on here saying nothing is more satisfying than using gear you made in the backcountry mm. <laughs> when it works exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah and he's he got a he's got a whole hammock set up because bumblebee yeah it's beautiful the, the yellow hammock and he actually made it he made a top quote or under quote for it i believe recently mm -hmm. So, yeah, he, he makes some really cool-looking stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, you know what it feels like listening to Hunter and Miyagi talk about all the materials and all that? It's like, you know, if you were sitting at a table and you're making a Facebook post and it's just like some dumb political rant, and then the guys sitting next to you were like programmers for the app, like invented it. That's what that's what it feels like. It feels like you're just the user, and they're on a different level. It's, it's the, yeah, uh, I can see that. It's embarrassing. Oh, you can see it. that. <laughs> it's fun yeah. though. There's so many things out there you can try. I mean, and I get it. I get that there is an aspect of just finding something you like and using it. But whenever you become like, I think I'm borderline obsessed with hiking in all out like facets and avenues. So I look at the FKT guys, the through hikers, the media guys, um, the YouTubers, the Instagram guys, and I tried to take all the best qualities and just try to absorb it and then just release stuff periodically. I think I should just release stuff more, but um, I, yeah, it's, I love when new stuff comes out because it's just making sure you're seeing backpacking grow more. It's just going to get bigger and bigger. Yeah, and it's yeah. definitely seen some major growth over the last four or five years. Mm -hmm. um, and it's probably, uh, you know, and and a lot of it is due to YouTube and the popularity of, of backpacking on YouTube. Uh, I was I was just looking the other day. A lot of your outdoor companies five, six years ago weren't advertising through YouTubers. Now their primary source of, of advertising is through YouTube and Instagram. Mm -hmm. Those are the two places where they're getting the word out about their gear. And uh, because they're realizing that people are watching this stuff online um, and, and it's awesome. And it's, it's sometimes it's, it's, it's a little worrisome too, mm -hmm. 
because for every good meaning backpacking person who wants to do leave no trace and who wants to treat the outdoors the right way, there's some doofus who's getting out there and just destroying the outdoors, leaving trash everywhere, uh, making new campsites and making fire rings that are dangerous, that are causing fires. We just had a fire in the Red River Gorge recently. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it's just it's just one of these things where uh, as it's getting more popular, it means we also have to be really vigilant as backpackers to making sure that people are uh, really getting out there and doing things the right way. Yeah. 100%. That's one of the most frustrating things. I don't I don't harp a whole lot on leave no trace. A couple of reasons why. One, I don't want anybody to think that I'm virtue signaling. But two You I are think, Jeremiah. One hundred percent. Right now. <laughs> Make myself feel good. Everybody look at me. So You're mansplaining uh, <laughs> the entire live stream right now. The other the other thing is I think it's very important to lead like live a life where you're leading by example. So it your actions speak louder than anything you could say. But the number one thing, bro, is it doesn't cost anything extra to put out the fire. Like whether you're kicking, you're like spreading the coals around and kicking dirt on it or throwing, you know, a, a rock from your rock ring in there and helping tamper it out or whether you're pouring your extra water, something I mean, that is awful, man. Leaving the fire, that's like my biggest no-no. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny because when we went on that trip to Grayson Highlands, um, uh, Hunter and Miyagi and all of them had to take off a little earlier than we did. But me and my buddy Josh took off. We got maybe a half a mile up the trail, and there were all these campsites up there. If you've ever been to Grayson Highlands, it's one of the most popular places in Virginia. And there's just tents everywhere, campsites everywhere, and we see smoke billowing across the trail and not even a hundred feet from the trail there's this campsite and they never put out their fire and so it's just smoking something awful and it was it was probably going to light back up soon and uh, we ended up putting that fire out for that person whoever it was um but it's that kind of carelessness that you got to be really careful of when when you're out in the backcountry make sure you take care of your stuff man like how you leave it how you found it Mm-hmm. that's just that's the biggest thing that's what we were always told growing up anyways you know you go to someone's house leave their room like you found it like if you're a little kid you mess up all their toys put them away i got a three and a four year old man that is that is every night of my life right now like clean your room clean your room clean your campsite people yeah yeah that's daddy it's, john it's a patience thing. yeah it's a patience and a perspective thing so like uh, in our area in North Carolina, Black Balsam and uh, Max Patch get destroyed in Kentucky every time I go. Like, I love the state of Kentucky. The topography is beautiful, but, man, those trails, like the what the section we just did, there was so much trash on this one stretch. It's uh, it's kind of disheartening, but um, I think the more exposure that we do get, you do get the negativity from some hikers, but I think the community itself reaching out, trying to do as many group cleanups and you got like motivated by mountains constantly taking out tons you got benny taking out tons you got darwin doing his thing it seems like the push right now is for leave no trace and some of it can be good some of it can be over monetized but the ultimate goal behind it seems positive yeah yeah i agree i well, agree well and you got bryce uh, newbold who just did a mm-hmm. challenge on his channel for anybody watching to uh go out and take a bag with you every time that you're going to put trash in when you're out in the trail 
So there are parts yeah. I know you guys hiked it up towards uh maybe you maybe you didn't hike this part, but between uh it's just south of Cumberland Falls, maybe just a couple miles south of some Cumberland Falls, all along the lake is just mm-hmm. trash. And I mean mm-hmm. like big trash. Yep. Like wagons and chairs and cans of paint and I mean, it's insane. The only reason I didn't pack that stuff out is because I literally couldn't pack it out um, when I was hiking through that when I did the Shell Toey Trace. But I, I took video of it and I sent it to the Trace Association, um, posted it on YouTube. And um, it's just frustrating. It's frustrating people do that to, to beautiful areas. We we ran into a couple of guys with the Shell Toey Trace Association, one of them on the board at exactly where you're talking about, John. Mm-hmm. And we talked yeah. to him face to face about it and just how I don't want to uh, complain a whole lot about the whole leave no trace and all of that. But yeah, it, I try to do at least take one piece of trash every day that I'm out there that you find on trail. But my, I'm telling you, dude, the biggest thing for me is not to beat a dead horse, but the fires are like very mm-hmm. dangerous. You know, you could kill somebody. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think it was Darwin actually that was up. It might have been in the gorge. Um, he told a story yes. about him and Snuggles. And yes. the, the Forest Service literally come and woke them up in the middle of the night in their tent, if I remember correctly. Yep. Mm-hmm. And hopefully I'm not misspeaking here, but like there was a fire and it was in, encroaching on where they were camped at. And they had to pack up super fast from a dead sleep. And, and yeah, they got out, out of there and the next day their campsite was gone. Yeah, that's very scary. Now, I don't like the trash Ooh. and all that stuff either. And it's an eyesore and it's terrible for the environment. But, like, how – I mean, think about what you'd feel like if you had a fire and you didn't put it out and that, like, cost someone their life, you know, terrible. Yeah. And the wildlife, too. Like, in the Limbo Gorge two years ago, someone burned down a whole section of it. And it's like, oh, you kidding? Like, that's one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. And, oh, there's so much wildlife out there. North Carolina is filled with the black bears and squirrels and foxes and tons of stuff. And it's not only humans but animals and everything else that get affected. Yep. Mm. And, and something that's even more pressing than that is something that Tom Simpernowski just posted. Um, I know the ticker is just for laugh, but I hope the t-shirts are real. Um, <laughs> like we, I, I'm going to tell you something, Tom, and I'm just going to say it. I've been, I've been harping on Jeremiah for probably the better part of a year. And that's not an exaggeration. I want a what's up, what's going on hikers t-shirt. I want one <laughs> so bad. With Jeremiah's cheesy grin on the front of it and his finger going like this. That's what I want. And he won't do it. He won't do it. So tonight, this is what I'm asking of everybody who's on here. Pressure the crap out of Jeremiah to make these t-shirts. Send him messages on Facebook, Instagram. Make comments on every one of his videos on YouTube. Send him personal emails. We are not going to give up until we can all buy a What's Going On Hawkers t-shirt. That's all I'm saying. There, You want to preach about campfires? I'm going to preach about those t-shirts, Jeremiah. Make it happen. You're definitely passionate. I I am. So, uh, full on. Do it, Jeremiah. I want one also. Yes. Trademark that. I'm in. I mean... Jeremiah, what are you missing here, dude? Come on, bro. Full honesty here. I'm perfectly fine with like doing that merchandise stuff, and the the channel continues to grow. And I was like, 
once I reach 10,000 subscribers, then it, it makes sense. You have at least somewhat of an audience that there's a demand for somebody that wants to rep something, even though I look at that. Dan said, I'm emailing a design <laughs> to Jeremiah this week. I think that, yeah, it's, it's fun. And, and there may be a few people that would actually wear that and I could sell to, and that, it is true. That is another stream of revenue for a YouTube channel, but look, love to wonder t-shirt t-shirt. Now <laughs> here's the thing, Jeremiah, you promised me, you promised me at 10,000 subs. You are almost at 17,000 subs now. Yeah. I think I'm at 17 too now. You passed 17. Jeez. Yeah. But Jeremiah. I'm just now you're almost a the... double liar. Like you, you went past <laughs> almost 20,000. I just, I'm worried about the, uh, like the, the quality of, in the long Jeremiah, like I don't care if it's made out of garbage. I just want the shirt. <laughs> Jeremiah, we know someone who can make it. Jonathan can make it for you in 10 minutes and then it would be done. I just worry about the, <laughs> like the, like what the quality is. Like Jeremiah, I know that some this fun doesn't have to be about the money. Yes. Yeah. I know it's look at this right here. JK, you know, I can make that shirt. <laughs> Jenny's nugget. <laughs> She is a faithful follower of the podcast. <laughs> Just saying, I'm gonna yeah. make I'm gonna make them and sell them. If you don't, I'm gonna make money off of your face. That's what I'm gonna do. I support that. Go. I, for I'm it. telling you, Hunter, you get in with me on it. We could. Yeah, go 50, I will. 50. I'll post I'm it on my saying, Instagram. Yeah, Jeremiah's <laughs> not gonna jump on this cash cow. Maybe we need to. That's all I'm saying. Well, I'm see. I'm not worried about making the money off of it. I just want. If I do something like that, I want to know that, like, it's not just going to peel off after a wash and et cetera, et cetera. Go next. We'll make it. That's hilarious. Comment of the night. Oh, but man. You know, you, you understand where I'm coming from, right? Like, I I don't know. Maybe it's an integrity thing. I don't know. Oh, there you go again. That. There you go again. Virtue signaling on T-shirts just, now. T-shirt virtue signaling. Oh, this is not virtue signaling. How much, okay, if there's a demand, how much money could I have already made off this? I don't right? know, but Hunter's looking at us like, what are these guys talking about right now? <laughs> I know. Sorry, Hunter. So I'm going to release my own hammock before you guys release your own uh, T-shirts. That's what's called. Oh. I've released mine, but nobody buys them. So I'm not Jeremiah, though, so it's all good. Maybe we should just push yours instead, and then we would mm -hmm. solve the problem. Like, no, call me Agia. I still yeah. can't. I still can't wear a what's going on hikers t-shirt. Yeah, that's true. Now, excuses, excuses. <laughs> I know I'm full. Okay, of stickers then. Ooh, Single yeah. color silk screen won't peel. Make the shirt. Sounds okay. like excuses, bro. Okay, I'll I'll look <laughs> into it for real, for real. I'll look into it for real. I'll dedicate some time and actually look and find a reputable company and, and I'm all and over look this, into dude. it. I I'm buying the first one. I will wear it every time we're on the podcast. <laughs> I promise. It, it, that will take some time, though. I'll have to get, like, um, what what's it called whenever they send you one to try out? And it's like like a prototype, basically. You know, a demo version. I, yeah. it'll, You're it'll not making, like, scientific, like, stuff. You're making a T-shirt with a single color logo. You got Teespring. Yeah. There's a bunch of other companies that do it. Yeah, but I, I'm telling you, I... I just I want to make sure that it it actually is a good quality thing. We can make it 2021 but best budget gear contractor bag shirt. <laughs> now I can make that and stick a sticker on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I I don't want to steal the show here. 
Uh, we have Hunter as our guest. Before we leave tonight, I don't think that Hunter has shared his origin story with me after all this time that I've known him. And we've known, I don't know, it's been, I guess now, years that we've two, known him. Almost two years is crazy, right? Maybe yeah. longer than that. Yeah. I, I think even... so. I know I met you in the fall of 2019 yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. So and I probably, probably followed you way before that as well. So not well, too I much before to, it because I wasn't really doing much before that. So oh, okay. yeah. I want to know um, Hunter's origin story when it comes to backpacking, how it all okay. began. Yeah. Um, so I guess right out of college, uh, 2016, I was going through a rough patch in life. And then what I wanted to do it was working in upstate New York, wasn't really happy. And Something that hit me one day when I was trying to get my life right, stop drinking. I haven't had a drink of alcohol in years, and I used to be a big partier in college. And I just kind of found uh, like a pool to go hiking. Uh, this is right around the time, I guess, 2016, 17, Darwin's getting big, and you see like uh, Ivy Tat just starting, and a whole bunch of like these prominent people get going. And I was like, okay, well, um, let's, let's try hiking for a little bit because I've always been into long distance uh, track and like doing a mile, two mile event. And then um, I went on a couple backpacking trips in upstate New York in the Catskill Mountains. And oh, nice. it just went from there. I I think in 2017 to 2018, I did all the Catskills, started doing a lot of the Adirondacks and uh, a lot of Pennsylvania hikes because I moved down to Pennsylvania. And um, I, uh, I spent a lot of time on the West Rim Trail. Uh, that's a very popular trail in Pennsylvania. And I got my feet built up on those hard rocks in Pennsylvania and in New York. And um, me and my girlfriend, um, we just decided that uh, we were sick of living up north. We wanted to be somewhere warm that was beautiful because no matter what you do in life, you have to be happy where you live. So you might as well find a job where you want to live. And uh, we moved down to Asheville, North Carolina. I've been here for about three years. And this is home. This is my training grounds. So whether it's the Mountains to Sea Trail or the Art Road Trail or go into Virginia Highlands, um, I'm just in like the hot spot, a perfect place to get going. But all the origin stories, they uh, they start from upstate New York. And I grew up in Louisiana, so that's where I'm originally from. And there's not much hiking at all there. It's just flat. But um, uh, it just, it came out of nowhere. It's just like I had an epiphany one day that I just needed to get outside and take care of myself and take care of my body and just become addicted. And uh, it hasn't stopped. And now I want to move to Arizona. <laughs> but we'll see what happens. I want to go. I want to go desert hiking now, dude. If you move to Arizona, I'm coming out to visit. That's for sure. That or Utah, man. Devin, oh, oh makes yeah. Me want to go to Utah yeah. so bad. So beautiful. Yeah, that would. That's that's a hope. I want to. I want to get out there with with Devin at some point. Mm-hmm. That would be amazing. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, somebody actually has a question. Will you be at the Trailheads Memorial Day hang? Hope to see you there. Uh, I think I met Southwest Ohio Adventures at the Trailheads Hammock Hang. 2019 or 2020 i don't remember the exact time in bellbrook ohio because i got there at like 11 at night like um but i met a lot of people in ohio on that trip if he tells me when the dates are i will try my best to be there but i have so many trips planned this year so we will see what happens but best of luck to trailheads they're they're making some crazy stuff um i i really support that company yeah, that's Kevin. He's a great guy, man. Yes, great guy. Great guy. So, Hunter, where'd you live in New York? Just out of curiosity. Um, yeah, I lived in Elmira, New York, and yeah. New York. Okay, mm-hmm. I lived in Cortland as a kid. Uh, right there, you know. Yeah, dude. Not far yeah. away at all. Talk Pretty about cool. beautiful. 
gorgeous area right there. Tons of waterfalls, tons of uh, rock, um, rock topography. Um, the Finger Lakes. I, I love it. Yes, the Finger Lake Trail did yeah. a lot of that. That's a weird trail. Not many, not many people do it. It's not well kept, but it's beautiful. I've never had a chance to hike it. I went. I was in Boy Scouts when I lived mm-hmm. in New York, and our our Boy Scout camp was actually in the Finger Lakes. And so it was right on one of the lakes. I couldn't tell you which one at this point. That was like 827 years ago. But, you know, um, it was definitely, it was definitely a, such a beautiful place to live. Like people think in New York and they think in New York City and they don't realize yeah. the entire rest of the state is just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely gorgeous. So yeah, wine country, it's, it's, uh, it's beautiful. I, I don't think enough people give it, uh, the look they're just like oh if i'm gonna go hike maybe go to southern appalachian or virginia or i'm gonna go up to new hampshire but new york's got some beautiful stuff especially the adirondacks yeah. i feel like that does not get enough exposure the adirondacks is intense adirondacks as long as it's a the catskills the catskills mm-hmm. are beautiful yeah. uh the, the apple orchards all mm-hmm. the apple orchards up there oh so yeah it's just, it's just mm-hmm. beautiful man just a beautiful place so well anyways so let me ask you this um we're starting to we're hitting the one minute and ten or one hour and 10 minute mark mm-hmm. right now. Jeremiah's so getting itchy. Past yep. a minute. <laughs> yeah, Jeremiah's got to go to bed soon. You know, he's a teacher. So I got to do my duties, uh, man, and educate these youth. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, why don't you let everybody know how they can find you, man? What, yeah. what, what's going on with you and uh, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So um, uh, Instagram hunters trip, uh, YouTube hunters trip. I think I'm going to dabble with um, Patreon or something different. I personally think that hiking and this type of stuff that we do is outgrowing social media where you need to expand to get bigger. I was talking to Benny about this the other day. I think the people who put a lot of cinematography in it and a lot of passion that try to catch a moment, like I'd like to catch your moment whenever you see a peak or Jeremiah's moment when he's just in the middle of something. I feel like if you're putting the time and detail, you need to expand past. But currently, you're going to find me on Instagram more than YouTube. I'm going to be doing a lot more YouTube since I got my new camera set up. But... um yeah, Instagram, YouTube, Hunter's Trip, and then Miyagi. I'm doing a weekly podcast, um, YouTube-style video series with him where I talk about new gear on the scene. Um, and I think I'm going to start uh, my own series now that I can see I can stream pretty well, uh, where I'll be talking about what's um, what's coming out. I'll be covering trail days pretty soon, the 12th through the 17th. I'll be doing a ton of videoing there. If you want to come see me, come to trail days it's in Damascus, Virginia. And then I'll be tomorrow and the next day hiking in the Linville Gorge, doing a lot of filming with deliberate life design sandals. So I got a lot of stuff coming up. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. I can't wait to, uh, to see your trail day stuff. You were telling me about that a couple of weeks ago and, oh, yeah. uh, I'm excited to see the stuff you come out with there. I love finding out about new gear and, mm-hmm. uh, you're always the guy, like people don't know this about you, but you find out about the most obscure stuff before anybody else knows about mm-hmm. it and mm-hmm. i almost always get an email from you so i get these things from you and uh, like i got all excited because i was getting my hands on something that's getting re- that's just now getting ready to come out and i told you about it and it was like yeah i knew about that a while back mm-hmm. i'm just like I-, I can't keep up with hunter i can't do i do it. have a couple things that haven't came out that i uh i definitely am gonna give to you i have a couple stuff from autumn ultralight that's still in my closet that is unreleased that you're gonna get Ooh. and I gave Jeremiah some unreleased autumn ultralight stuff. So yeah, if, I've been uh, using that every if you guys want to know about new stuff, I got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if you haven't subscribed to his channel, subscribe to it because uh, he really is getting ready to start releasing 
some of this knowledge. He's going to be mm-hmm. kind of the the gear guy when it comes to mm-hmm. finding out about new stuff, mostly cottage stuff. Uh, yeah, that, that's coming out. So uh, definitely make sure you subscribe and check him out on Instagram. Uh, Brother's got one of the best Instagram backpacking uh, channels there is. So definitely, definitely check Hunter out on that. Now, is that just Hunter's trip? Yeah, Hunter's trip, no apostrophe. But if you're on YouTube, there is an apostrophe. Um, I don't think Instagram does apostrophes for some reason. But uh, I think there's a bunch of new stuff coming out, like you're saying. Um, Thank you. Right there. That's perfect. Uh, I was doing some talking with some friends, and an untapped market is to travel to ultralight cottage vendors and do a walk through their studio, get to know them personally. So it's not just the gear, but the passion behind it. And then go and meet creators to see what they're doing with their studio. Um, I think that's going to be the next thing because people like the gear, but they want to know the person behind the gear. And there's a lot of stories in this community that a lot of people don't know. And uh, it's it's amazing. And just coming together and just being closer is what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the cool things about backpacking, I think, is just the closeness of the community. It's so accessible. So very accessible. So, uh, Jeremiah, you have anything else for Hunter before we uh, – Allow him to chill out in the green room for a little bit, grab something to drink, have some green M&Ms. Well, I just want to say uh, thanks for being my friend and congratulations on the whole life shift change and and swinging things a different direction since the college days. And, man, I'm excited to continue to see you grow as a person and as a content creator. And I can't wait to meet up with you soon, man. Oh, yeah. I love you guys. You guys are my inspiration, even though like I feel like I'm the lowest guy on the totem pole when it comes to like having an audience. I look up to what you guys do. I look up to a lot of people and that's the drive. You guys make me want to keep producing and get higher quality stuff and just give the knowledge because if you have the knowledge, you got to share it. You guys like Jeremiah taught me how to do photography. You know, um, I've learned a lot of different tips and tricks about hammocks um, from just watching a couple of videos you both have done. So thank you for being my friend. Well, dude, that's, that's, that's man, awesome, man. Now, now, now I want to talk to you for another hour and just let you keep doing that the whole time. I'm going to be here. I'm going to pack a backpack in a minute. We can film that. You know, Jeremiah, you can go do whatever. Get Golden Graham on the video. We'll keep going. <laughs> I love, you got to love Golden Graham. You got to love Golden Graham. Exactly. Yeah. Hunter's got to experience Golden Graham firsthand, man. He spent the mm. night at the house. Dude, I love yeah. Golden Graham. That, for those who don't know who Golden Graham is, that's one of Jeremiah's dogs, and he's awesome. He's a sweetheart, man. He's awesome. Well, Hunter, thank you so much, man. Uh, hang out in the green room for just a minute, and we'll be in there in just a second. So uh, we'll be right there with you. Once again, great guest. Another fantastic guest and great uh, great crowd here that joined us on the, the live stream on the Backpacking Podcast YouTube channel. Yeah, very first time doing it on the live stream on on the on the podcast channel. Um, thank you for everybody who's here tonight. Next week we have a fantastic guest. Next we week <laughs> we have Dan Durston on the show. And uh, for those of you who don't know who Dan Durston is, you may have heard of some of his gear that has been sold on Drop, but he also has his own website where he sells that. He is also a renowned. Uh, long distance hiker himself. He is one of Andrew Skirka's guides when they do trips and he is going to be on here next week. And we're excited to have him on the show. Uh, great guy. Uh, got a chance to send some emails back and forth with him. And uh, it's going to be a great time having him on. Um, and 
one of the things that we're going to be doing at the end of this month, it'll be our last one for the summer. We're going to kind of wrap things up. We're going to take a break in June and July because it's so nice out. We want to actually go backpacking. So uh, we won't be on here doing the Monday nights just in June and July, but we'll pick back up in August. And the last podcast, Jeremiah, mm-hmm. the last podcast, I think we need to do something special for people. What do you have in mind? What do you think, man? I don't know if we can find a way to give back to the lovely people that are giving us so much of their time. Yeah, I think it'd be nice to uh, to get some giveaway stuff for that week. Don't you think so? Yeah, absolutely. We, <laughs> we need to reach out to some companies and and just say thank you and and you know give back to the community that's given us so much. Yeah, so we're planning on that last week. We're going to do some giveaways. Kind of uh, say thank you to you guys for uh, tuning in all these times and and being on on the live stream with us. Um, it's just been a fun year, man. Like it's hard to believe we're almost a year into doing these things. Yeah, the live streams we are pounding it out. I am excited. I think that we're going to keep bringing uh, episodes, even though they're not live streams. But um, it it's been fun, man. Yeah, it's been it's been awesome. So with that said, next week we got Dan Skirka or Dan Skirka, Dan Durston, <laughs> who works with yeah. Andrew Skirka. We've got Dan Durston who's gonna be on the show next week. We're excited about having him on there. But until then, thank you guys for tuning in. Jeremiah, we'll see you later. Adios.